Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Part of the show with Andrea every Friday is the Ask Me Anything series. We put your questions to people from interesting backgrounds or working in different careers. So have you ever wondered what it's like to be a professional author? How do you get a novel published? How do you get published? This actually changed a lot over the last few years. How disciplined do you have to be? And loads more questions. And you've got them in on voice notes as well and text on 087-1400-106. And we've got Caroline Grace Cassidy, who's best-selling author of 10 novels, including the Lexi Byrne series, and joining me on the phone line now. Caroline, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Long time no see. I know. I feel like it's one of those things when you follow people online, you kind of know what's going on in their lives, though, even though you don't see them. But that's not good enough, is it? It's not good enough, no. But it's great great to chat to you today. It's wonderful. Now, loads and loads of questions uh, coming in for you. So 10 novels, including the Lexi Byrne series and The Bride Squad Runaway. So you have to be really disciplined to keep this going and to be able to produce a novel a week or a week, a year, no pressure, a year. <laughs> a week would be good. Enough. Um, yeah, I mean, you do. I think every every author I speak to, you know, I think in our industry, especially the female writers, we're, we're really close and we're, we're real sort of, we're really helpful to each other, but everyone has different disciplines. So yeah. so just from my point of view, because I have two two kids in school and, so what I tend to do is I just give myself a block of four hours a day. So that normally is about 10, you know, in the morning for those four hours or after school as well. And it's just like a lot of times you sit down and I say this to people who ask me questions all the time and you just write something. You write okay. something, you know, even if it's not what exactly what you want to do that day, because there's this brilliant thing they call editing. And when you go back to edit, it's just it's so helpful to have words on the page because nobody wants to look at a blank page because it's just so... Uh, it's just disheartening, you know. And Caroline, what about like inspiration for you? Like, is that something like I know and I'm not saying, look, in this industry, we're always on. But like, I'll be looking at something online or I'll be looking at, you know, a TV show and go, well, that'd be a great feature for the show the next weekend or whatever it is. Are you always on the lookout? Yeah, I think, you know, I need a muse, right? So for me, that's normally go and see a film on my own, go to the theatre you know, just pick up, I go into a library and I pick up stuff that I necessarily wouldn't want to read, but okay. I just kind of, so so I kind of, I kind of need something that is like, I watch a lot of sport, even if it's not the actual sports that I love, just to hear people talking. And, and of course, I'm the typical Maeve Binchy listener of conversations yes. in restaurants and on buses. And, you know, like, I'm just basically nosy, really. I just use it as an excuse. But yeah, I do. I think you kind of, Here's great advice for writers, I think. Write the book that you want to read. And I'm stealing that from Catherine Ryan Howard, who always, that's yes. what she sort of, how she got into it. But I think it's such great advice. You know, write what you'd go to a shop and you really want to read yourself because it's kind of unique and your voice is unique. Yeah. You know? Uh, here's a voice note from Suzanne, actually, for you. Yeah. Hi, there? my question would be, um, when you write your first draft, obviously it's not going to get published immediately. What kind of process, timeline, editing, journey do you go on from when you finish your first draft to when you're even nearly ready to get to have to have it being sent to a publisher? Mm, that's a good one. Um, so I suppose the way most publishers work is you will send them a synopsis of your work and the first three chapters, right? So that's normally what what is asked for. So my advice would to be you get your first draft down, 
always go back and do a second draft. You know, I, I'm not I'm not really a big fan of third, fourth, fifth, and sixth in the first instance. But I, what I always suggest is go back over your first three chapters and polish and polish and polish until you nearly know them off by heart. That okay. they're just they're so tight. And then your little synopsis as well. And I always find as well, it just, it brings you more and more into your story. Like, for example, when I write my first three chapters, I will go over them and over them and over them. And then I'll end up with six chapters. Do you know, like, so, okay. so it evolves. I, I kind of find those three, first three chapters are so important, I always think. Okay. I like this one, Caroline, now came in on text. Um, do you get a lot of inspiration from your friends' lives? Do they feature in your books? And if so, are they very guarded about what they tell you? Did Elaine Crowley send that? <laughs> Oh my God, have you featured her? <laughs> she says she says I rob from her life all the time. Well, like, she's got a pretty um, impressive life to take ideas from. She does. I suppose, you know, you, you try not to, but of course you're influenced by what, you know, what your friends say and do and think. And yeah, I mean, you definitely, you pull from certain people and certain characters kind of evolve from people. I mean, but you try your hardest not to put any, any personal stuff in, into your book. But, yeah. but it's... In, you know, it's inevitable that, they, you know, the life that you're living rubs off on the characters that you write about. So, yeah, I'd say probably. Probably you do. Um, we've got another uh, voice note in, this time from Kieran. Hi, Caroline. I was wondering, what is the first thing that you wrote that somebody else said was good? And did that have an effect on how you wrote in future? Oh, I like that one. God, do you know what? I've never been asked that before and it came into my head just there immediately. I did, I studied way back when, um, broadcasting journalism in Ballyfermot and we were asked to write a travel log. You know, you were, to, you were to go out and do something up the mountain. Of course, yeah, I never did it, but I pretended I did. <laughs> so I wrote this like travel log about this girl who climbed the sugar loaf and what we'd done all day, blah, blah, blah. And like it was top of the class and you know, I won a prize and I was like, oh God, right, maybe, okay, maybe, maybe I can do this. There's but a future. Yeah, I think that was probably the first time. I mean, look, I loved writing essays in school. You know, I I loved English and I wasn't, you know, I just loved Shakespeare and I loved the plays that we did in fifth and sixth kind of really resonated with me. And I think that was when I started to think, oh, God, I really like Do something with that. Well, actually, Caroline, like that's something when I was younger and I actually, um, we have a cottage in Canada and we went back this summer and took out all sorts of boxes of things. It was like a closet was like Pompeii. Everything was frozen in time. And I found I wrote as a kid, maybe between the ages of like nine, even up till 16, all the time, like pages and pages and pages. Now, I don't, I couldn't, I didn't have the patience to go back and look at it. But if somebody out there is going, I used to do that in my 20s, what would be your advice about getting back into it? Yeah, well, first of all, what do you mean you didn't go back and read it? Are you crazy? Oh my God, but my handwriting handwriting is awful. I couldn't read it then. I can't read it now. But I loved it. yeah, like, I mean, I really encourage my daughters to write diaries. You know, it's just they, we don't write enough. And I think, you know, it's just it's a great form of therapy and a great way to yeah. express yourself in a private environment. You know, and I, I so I just think stuff. Sorry, what was your question there? I forgot what your question was. About people to get back into it. So say somebody is like, you know, maybe 40 or 50 and they wrote loads in their early 20s. And like, maybe uh-huh, I need to I get see. back yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that's the thing, you know, you look at, if you did write loads at that age and you love doing it, go back and read them because the inspiration there could be for a great YA novel. Do you know what I mean? If yeah. you're writing stuff when you're young, there could be amazing material okay. in those old diaries. You know, so go back and look and get inspiration. And I love definitely. that idea. We've got another voice note in for you and it's this time it's from Stephanie. My question is, um, my mum is publishing a book in a few weeks and she's heading off to the London Book Fair. And I suppose um, I just wanted to know what we can expect from 
the likes of the book fair and you know did you get your book get much traction and many sales at the book fair or what's the kind of things that we need to be watching out for and uh yeah that's just the general gist mm, that's a good one too Mm. First of all, huge congratulations to your mum. Do you know what? It's normally, for me anyway, it's my agent and publishers who go to London Book Fair. So I've actually never gone myself. So I'm not sure in what capacity are they going with the agent? Are they going with the publishers? But it's just, you know, it'll be an amazing experience just to go and see how it's work. You know, how it's it's like sell, sell, buy, buy. And you kind of get the gist of what's in vogue at the moment as well, like what's really selling. So it'll be an interesting from that, that point of view. But yeah, I've never actually been in the capacity as a writer because my agent and, and uh, publishers do oh. that on mine. Actually, yeah. Caroline, that's something too. Like, so, you know, there, as you say, there are novels and, you know, book series and things like that and things do come into vogue like teenage vampire books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if, you th- like, is your advice, would it be, I'm not putting words into your mouth hopefully, but like, don't go with that way. Like, keep to your own path and your own idea and your own creations. Like, don't be swayed by that. Well, absolutely. You know, I'm, that you mentioned Bride Squad Runaway there earlier. So we have, um, we're, we've turned that script into a, uh, that book into a film script, which yeah. is being produced by Vico Films, you know, that's coming out this year. But Amazing. when we wrote that, right, which we're pushing this film up a hill now, you know, a good few years, <clears throat> we're finally getting there. But it was totally in vogue. A year later, it's not in vogue. Never write to what's in market, because you've got to remember it's a long process publishing. You know, it's going to probably take, you know, nearly two and a half to three years from your first, you know, from writing chapter one to literally to the book being printed. So if you're trying to follow one day on Netflix, you're trying to write that, or if you're trying to do the next normal people, you know, the chances are the market will have completely shifted. So write, you know, write what you know about and what you're passionate about. And, you know, you have to sort of sit down and really enjoy the process because it's a very difficult process and it's a long process. And Is it a lonely process? Can it be a lonely process. Yeah, I don't find it is because I find, and you know, my late friend Emma Hannigan, who you knew as well, yeah. Alison, whose actual anniversary is um, in two days' time. But you know, I think you fall, you you feel like you're with these people when you're writing them. You know, your characters do become your friends, and it's I, I find it a very kind of you know nice environment to be in because you're putting people into situations, and you know, you sit there laughing to yourself or crying to yourself. Or, but I know when Emma was going through you know chemotherapy, it was her you know her savior that yeah, she just was, got yeah. lost. Yeah, I mean, she said, I'm, I'm on a beach here in Florida, and, you know, so it, it can be great in that way. I mean, yes, ultimately, it's you and your hands and your brain that has to kind of, you know, sit down and do it. And, and it is hard work. You know, it's very yeah. hard work to write 100 I can't get over more. the amount of questions you're getting here. OK, so we've got another voice note, and it's from Niall this time. OK. Uh, I was just wondering, as an author and someone who has uh, experience in the acting world, do you have a ideal Lexi Byrne if there was a, a movie or a Netflix show that was going to be made? Oh, I like that. Ooh, it's what are you so going to say? <laughs> I, do you know what? I, I haven't in my head, but I just... I, Okay, put on the spot, I'd be like a Kate Winslet type, you know, someone who's yes. just so relatable and, you know, clever and funny and, yeah, just 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 a real person, I suppose. I think that's what, what Lexi is, you know, is just, is just a very real woman. And I think that's why the, the trilogy just went down so well, because every woman could sort of relate, relate to her, to you her, know. Definitely. Um, yeah. Caroline mentioned in one of her books, books being turned into a film. Is that something authors think about when they're writing or is that, you know, or do you ever, does it come later sometimes? 
Yeah, well, for me, I suppose I always write in imagery. Like, I see it before I write it, you know. So I'm always, I write in scenes and I see scenes. And I don't know whether that's just a natural instinct. I mean, I've always been a massive movie movie buff for so long. But, yeah, I, I tend to always kind of know where the next scene is and I suppose most writers probably would 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 probably see it in pictures as much as, as I do maybe Yeah, no I like that idea as well Okay, I, literally there's so many, final question to you though, uh, Court of Thorns and Roses is trending on BookTok, so BookTok is something I've only, I'm not on TikTok myself but I'm only becoming mm. more aware of it, so that's at the moment and it's grabbing people who used to read uh, when they were younger and getting them back into reading their 30s, what do you think about these trends I suppose anything to get people yeah. reading Yes, I mean, that's it. You know, I think book talk is absolutely amazing. You know, it's even for my girls, you know, it definitely the, the 12-year-old be like, oh, can I get this book? Can I get that book? I'm like, oh, God, right. yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I think anything, Alison, that gets people reading yeah. is to be applauded, you know, no matter no matter what it is. I mean, it's just, I can't encourage enough, you say enough great things about having kids read. It's just, it's so great for them. It's essential. Oh my God, Caroline, I could talk to you forever. Thank you so much for coming on to the show and ask me anything. Caroline Grace Cassidy, and I'm sure we'll bump into each other again soon. And thank you so much for your time today. Oh, listen, a pleasure. I'll speak to you soon, Alison. Take Thanks care, take care. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.